said help if I started recording. Welcome back. This is the Woodsman Perspective podcast, and we're smack dab in the middle of uh, of Mississippi turkey season. And uh, I think Alabama starts Friday. Alabama's about to start. You know, we had some of these states with the delayed or uh, the the late opening, so they, they're starting to open. You know, I don't think Tennessee opens for another two or three weeks. I think they're fifteenth right. or something. Mm-hmm. They're real late, but uh, it's wide open here in Mississippi when the weather's starting to turn right, and uh, we decided we'd bring in a turkey hunter, bring him in the house today, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we got somebody that, that looks two things that's really good for a podcast. This sucker can kill turkeys and loves to talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's smart on turkeys. That's right. So if there was a, a professional, I'm talking about three-time Mississippi State turkey calling champion, somebody that's competed in the Grand Nationals and, uh, and, and just runs a, does this professionally on a different level than most of us and, and probably the, the best, best turkey hunter you may have never heard of from right here uh, – I guess from making lives in Starwood, but we got Steve Brown in the house today. He understands the game. <laughs> he does. Yes. I, 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 I nicknamed him Mr. Turkey around here. That's a pretty good name yeah, for him. Steve, no uh, well, glad you could join us. I asked you to come in and talk, and uh, we're standing around out, outside. When you come pull in, look, he jumped out of the truck and came He was running a little bit late. He's running about 10 minutes late. <laughs> That's now, right. What's, what's up, Steve? And he said, well, <laughs> it took, took a little while to get this one done this morning. Yeah, so, yeah, what, what, what's Thursday look like for you today? <laughs> <clears throat> well, thank y'all, uh, Chris and, and, and Brent and Mitt. Thank y'all so much for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm really flattered, honored, and, and, uh, and excited to be on your podcast. I've listened to almost all of them now. I think I like two, but uh, what a fun podcast that y'all got started, and, and I never dreamed that y'all would actually ask me to – to come on this thing, so because <clears throat> I know all of you, uh, I, I like all of you, and you're all great hunters, and and uh, and you, Brent, that was a, a, a way overdone introduction. Uh, <laughs> well, look, you, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think here. by the time this is over, <laughs> people will see that I underpromise, and you're gonna overdeliver. It's well, right. look, people listening, this is how good he is. Just tell us how many you kill with a bow. I'd like to know. Just with a bow and arrow now. No gun. Well, I've been at it a long time, Chris. So, I mean, you know, you, you got to. Listen, he ain't that old now. He, <laughs> yeah. he, he ain't Kenny Rogers <laughs> he's old. He's not 97. No, no. no, but I have been at it a long time, 50 years of turkey hunting. But but uh, I, I have, uh, as of today, uh, I killed my 162nd uh, turkey with a bow. Now, listen, y'all, if, if you're not keeping up with this long-range ammunition, that turkey's got to be within 20 yards. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, he needs to be. I've killed a few. You like them a at little level, don't you? I like them at about twelve, thirteen, <laughs> inside of fifteen. Yeah, but but uh, but I've you know, I've killed a few out there stretching it. But uh, I really like their vitals are pretty That's small, awesome. as you know. You've yeah. killed yeah. you've killed several yourself with right. a bow, and yeah. Brent, you've killed some of the bow. Yeah, I've killed a couple of the bow, and it's man, we, we talked about it some. It, it it's it's just a different level. It's a different level of difficulty, oh, and it just it, it's just it's personally it frustrates. It's a hard. It frustrated me. You, you know, you you turn around and me and Brent was something the other day, and I made a move on one and wind up getting him. Brent got coned out of his, but um, I uh, <laughs> you know the turkey saw me. I couldn't imagine having to pull a bow back. Well, that's what I was just thinking about when Steve was saying that. When you get um, a it was shotgun hunting. You get a turkey within shotgun range. I would pretty say, pretty well say, it's ninety percent over. Yeah. Could you could be. get a turkey within bow range? You ain't even got started good yet. Listen, I get a whole lot of turkeys throughout the course of a season in shotgun range 
that I never get cheap with my back. Never draw right. back. Never, never draw back. Yep. Have to just watch yep. them. Yeah, that's have right. to watch them. But that <clears throat> that's a good point, and I, I want to take over there, Brent. But y- y'all asked me some questions beforehand. Right. When I went to a bow and started, I, I like a lot of people, I guess, I, I still didn't want to let that turkey get away, so I was toting both shotgun and a bow mm-hmm. right. along for, for quite a few years. Yeah, I did that, too, I before I committed. A, yeah. I saw you before with a shotgun yeah, and a bow. Yeah, yeah, that was years yeah. ago. Years ago. But but yeah. I would carry both because inevitably, uh, if I thought, you know, when turkeys, when they're coming in, they, they stop, and they adjust that old snood or crane their head up to look. Well, in the early days, it didn't take much uh, of pausing. If he wasn't coming right on in, I'd slide that bow to the side and grab that shotgun and, and yeah, tear, yeah, tear him up. Right, right. But but then I realized finally, A, it's a pain to tote both of these things. And uh B, I, I wanted to I wanted to I knew it could be done. Enjoy that. And moment. I want and I wanted to I wanted to learn more. And and you can't believe to have to wait beyond or closer once they get shotgun range, and especially now, and I've heard you guys talk about the TSS right, and, right. And, and all of that, but, you know, guys are shooting these turkeys at 75, 75 yards. 80 yards, yeah. you know, or even in the woods now, 60 is nothing, even right. with a 20 gauge. Right. Uh, I know people shooting them at close to 50 with a 410. 410. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Steve, but, don't you think sitting there with a the bow and, and we're talking about that last 40 or last 50 yards, Everything that happens in there, how much better of a turkey you hunter does that make stuff, it? Know, you think yeah. about, you know, because There's so no many question. of them, it would have been over. No question. You get to see stuff up close that, yep. that you don't get to. Now, I don't know if it's made me any better of a turkey hunter. I don't claim to be a good turkey hunter, but I can tell you I've learned a whole lot about turkeys. By watching them. By watching them yep. from 40 yards in to what they do. When most and, hunts would have ended. Ended. High it'd five be, and would have been going yeah, on and all over. that. And, yeah. and that's right. over. So how much more of that hunt does does you know a bow hunter get to see that a shotgun hunter never gets to witness? Just tons. It's tons. It's tons. It's tons. It's tons. I would equate it to what what y'all do with deer. What I learned, what I started learning from deer hunting, sitting sitting in a shooting house and videoing something at your place right. where I didn't take that shot and I was forced to sit and watch. You just learn more from watching. That's that's kind of oh, what prompted I, I, me to I ask. I say the whole time, deer wise, turkey, same thing, Steve, and anything I guess wildlife and, but. I never knew. I thought I knew everything about a deer because I studied, and and that's that was my passion. But until I started watching them and not shooting them, right. I didn't know anything. Right. <laughs> and it was just it was a small yeah. and and me and you talked about it a lot, mm-hmm. Mitt. And and turkeys are such a a, a a cool a cool animal. Right. And and nobody really understands them. When I made know? my my I I jumped off the deep end when I went to to bow hunting. Um, I did it exclusive, I and I went that that year because I had somebody tell me you just you can't kill a turkey with a bow, and that's <laughs> my wife. I tell you, that's the quickest way to get me to do something. I ain't no doubt can. about that. <laughs> yeah. So, but to your similar to what you were talking about, Steve, I called in seven long beards, seven painful long beards in inside gun range before I drew back the first time. Wow. And, and just wasn't turned yeah, right. That sounds Every, a lot like my bow went wrong. Yep. I mean, it's just so that taught me a lot. Steve, at people that don't know, where do you shoot him at? Where, I mean, where would you shoot that? Well, it depends. I, you know, it depends on what your kind of, favorite. What shot. kind of brought it? Well, I, I love right I in love, the onion. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like oh, a he, I like a headshot. I really do. Are you kidding? Me? I do. I like a headshot. Wow. Now, they need to be inside of you know. They really need to be fifteen inside of fifteen Damn. yards. And then the problem with that is it's a real small target. But the good thing about that is usually 99% of the time you either kill him or you miss him. You well, don't, you don't, that's him. right. You don't, because yeah. it, it through the, their vitals are so small when you shoot them in the body that you, you know, the tendency for a lot of people that 
and even and, and it's difficult for me too when that turkey's at 14 yards and he's right. you know and he's yeah, blown right. up right there that's or he's right. hacking your decoy that you've right, got out right. he's knocked him over and give right. him the super sammy slap you know mm-hmm. and, and 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 he's purring over the top of him and and he's j- jittering gyrating and moving you, he needs to be still and you know, he's, i'm about and, to gobble and it's, <laughs> <laughs> and it's about the size of a baseball chris that you got to shoot so in in the posture their vitals change standing erect full strut that's I right mean, all it all those, changes yeah. because and their lungs and their heart sit high if you've ever and drawn God. the guts on a turkey you know if you've yeah, ever sure. gone yeah. up through mm-hmm. his back end right, right around right. his tail mm-hmm. and pulled all the guts out so right. you can put a little ice in there if right. you couldn't clean him at the time you know right we did it in texas yeah well so you re- realize right up against his body cavity in the if you flipped him over on his back you scrape those lungs to, so that's real hard hard to to, 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 to hit unless he's walking dead away from you so you always want to shoot high there's a there's an old saying i heard somewhere i can't remember i'd love to give the person credit but with a bow shoot them low watch them go mm-hmm. shoot them high and you can watch them die yeah so right. a higher That's shot cool. is better and of course you want to find the legs and you want to be you don't want to be breast side they can take i've i've, I've shot turkeys unfortunately and, and and hit them more forward through the breast and 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 lost a few right. and i've actually found some left them overnight found them still alive the next day one with a baseball size hole yeah. through them you know and, just and, tough. and they, they're tough pound for pound i was having that conversation about two hours ago pound for pound and i've not killed all the animals and critters from africa and all that stuff i've killed quite a few deer and and some other mountain lions and things like that but elk but pound for pound in my opinion Wild turkey is one of the toughest creatures yeah. to bring down. Wow. The when I was early on, somebody told me that come up from the legs, over from the beard. I've perfected that aiming point a little bit better since then. Right, but that's pretty close. It is if if, if he's standing. That's if right. He, if he's, he's in erect. if he's in full strut, you want to do that same thing, but you want to follow the base of his waddles mm-hmm. across. So you're going to be a lot higher than his beard. Yep. You want to come straight up from his leg, and then depending on the quartering, you always just like we do with deer, Chris. You want to find his offside leg, right? And you want you know because he could be quartering hard. You may have to be behind his aim front his side, side leg. and aim at his offside leg and above. If you draw an imaginary horizontal line through the middle of the turkey. You want to be above that horizontal. Yeah, you know. that's good. So, that's you good. know, and, and think about this, guys. You're, he's he's Steve could have been sitting on this turkey for two or three hours, and if anybody's ever been a turkey hunter, and you sitting on that root, and that leg's asleep, and that tail half that tail's asleep, you can't adjust. And he's having to pull this bow back. <laughs> that mosquito sitting on the tip of your yeah. nose. He's just got to suck. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it, it's 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 amazing. To watch one get killed with a bow, well, shoot! But well, just I, think ooh. about this: there's always we set up on turkeys, especially a gobbler that's got a hen, and you got it when you need to move. When he She's finally looking. breaks, there's always that dang scout that set that, of that hangs behind. That's it right. keeps, keeps yeah. one eye on that's you. I mean, right. you know exactly what I'm talking about—the one that pins you down. I mean, right. there's a lot that could go wrong. There's a lot that could go wrong. But Steve, I'm curious. So, so we kind of set the table for the way you do this. And, and probably built a little bit of your credentials. But how you, how'd you get there? A little background. Let's back up a little bit and, and, and give us a little bit of – What made uh, you uh, love turkey so much? Well, uh, my my father was a turkey hunter, and uh, I grew up in Knoxby County. And there, when I was real young, there weren't just a whole lot of turkey hunters. Right. There, weren't, there weren't near as many turkeys either. Right. But, but, but my father really loved turkey hunting and took me at a very young age. I was six years old wow. the very first time I went turkey hunting with him. And – 
Unfortunately, that that particular morning, we were on old Sun Creek Hunting Club out on Highway 14. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, it, it okay. joined, joined back up to Erickson, part Erickson. of Erickson's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, and, exactly uh, where it's and, at. And, and, and uh, actually, uh, our, our mutual friend, now I'm having it sometimes moment because I have been turkey hunting. Sometimes moment. Yeah, the, I remember sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I don't. But the, the, uh, the, the, the guy over there with the farm, they've got the YouTube channel, and I apologize. Hollis. 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 Yeah, Hollis. Hollis. Hollis owns a lot of that property that back in there. To, that, right. Yeah, that joins mm-hmm. that now. So yeah. I'm sorry, Hollis. I forgot. But um, anyway, that day, that morning, my very first morning, my dad called a turkey and shot him. And I remember the turkey gobbling. I can remember it vividly, only at six years old. But, awesome. But he went out there. He told me, you stay right here. I'm going to run out there and get him. I got him. He ran out there, and he comes back with two big old giant 11-inch beards. He didn't realize the other one was behind, was behind him. him, and he killed two. And we've got a picture somewhere. You think um, that's what he told you, Steve? Or you think, I, uh, that's what he said. Years, impression, that's right? what he said to a oh, six-year-old. I don't know. But I really don't. I really believe. I don't believe he did. Yeah. It was pretty thick in there. I remember that. But we have we got a picture somewhere of me as a little bitty guy and him holding two cool. big old turkeys, cool. and I remember it. Be got cool on to make me. a painting of that. One. Yeah, yeah just, it awesome. stuck with me, and I hadn't missed a year since for, since Golly, that time. That's now, I didn't start killing turkeys until I was eleven years old. But right, you know. But anyway, and well, we we'll give you a five year pause, I guess. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, you know, like you're saying back then, Knoxby and yeah. now Kemper, Kemper always yeah, had them. That's right, a lot yeah, of them. Yep. And just I don't know why this the the, the terrain and everything, but um, outside of that, Chris, you about had to go to the Delta, right, or, or over into Alabama to find you know, them. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, they had them over there. You know, I remember here interviewing a lot of the old school people. You know, sixty two, the early sixties was when they let them go in a lot of these places, right. and and uh, you know that they come off of those. You know, one guy showed an old man. I remember this to this day. A guy showed me said uh, these turkeys always would roost in a cypress. Slew, mm-hmm. and he said those turkeys been roosting there since the '60s. I said, "What?" And I said, "What do you mean since the '60s?" He said, "When the State Department, U.S. you know Mississippi Game and Fish back then, when they trapped them, they trapped them in Kemper County and in the Delta, and they brought them and put them in several places. And if you got lucky enough to get them, admit y'all's place down there got them in the prairie, mm-hmm. and uh, in this particular place, and those turkeys." flew up in there and, and, and it's amazing how smart a turkey and what they nurture they're young but you know we're talking 2005 mm-hmm. so we're talking 40 something years later they're still roosting in that those cypress trees Absolutely. and and, and, the, and the animal only lives three years that's right four that's right it's they pretty amazing that's the beauty of hunting yeah. and learning a place because yeah. typically once you learn a place, uh, a particular piece of land. Right. The, the turkeys, I was actually had a guy out of Texas that I just recently, he was trying to, he's trying to kill a turkey in every state in the United States. That's awesome. And he's been to miss, this was his third time to come to Mississippi. And he told me, he said, man, Mississippi's tough. He called me on the phone and said, do you take Mississippi? I don't take a lot of Mississippi hunters. I told him, I said, cause right. I just don't have the places, but, but, uh, but I'll take you. And, right. um, and he, he thanked me. So we got after he was here for the opener uh, and we got on some turkeys. Didn't, didn't couldn't do anything with them. The next morning, Thursday, uh, to to your point, I told him the exact same thing. We got on and almost happened that morning, and then it got quiet about nine o'clock, and we hung in there at about eleven thirty. And he was about four or five yards from me. And I crawled over there to him, and I told him, I said, Keith, uh, these turkeys, I've killed their great, 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 great grandfathers. I said, 
they do the exact same thing in here. I oh said, I've God. hunted this place for 40 years. Awesome. This that particular awesome. place I've hunted for 40 years. Yeah. These turkeys, they're quiet. Because he had shrugged his shoulders at me a couple of times, like, what, what are we going to do? And I just, I would tell him for the last two hours. They're, they're, him, they're well, coming. I, I said, yeah. I said, these turkeys are less than 400 yards from us and will be all day. I said, well, if we just patient, he might get cranked back up again. Well, so I made him stay there for a little while. And, and then I had some phone calls and stuff. I, I didn't have very good cell signal down there. And I was, I was getting some text. I couldn't text back out. So I crawled back over to him about quarter. And my belly was kind of rumbling, you know, and I, I crawled back over to him and I said, hey, we got two options here. We can we can go slide out of here and go eat a big old lunch at the uh, Trail Boss. There. Right. And, yeah, and that's right. They got, good fried, lunch. they got fried pork Look, chops you, today. You yeah. dialing in where you're hunting yeah. now, Steve. Yeah. 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 And I said, I, I said, now I got a granola bar and a, and a couple bottles of water. We can stay here all day. But I think we I need to make some phone calls real quick. I got some other hunters that, you know, some right. of the hunters for – calling me about stuff i said i think we can slide out of here real quick take about an hour and a half break and i can make my phone calls when you eat a good lunch and we can slide back in here this afternoon by two o'clock and i said we'll stay with them till dark and i said if we do that and we don't get busted coming in or out right i think we'll be fine you and got him with that rice and gravy though didn't i did you? yeah I did. that's what got him. <laughs> i did i told him that fried pork chop his lady yeah, couldn't take it. Yeah, and it and it was good yeah but we slid back in there chris at two o'clock Wow. Uh, and I made the first call. I think I looked at my watch. It was like three minutes after. Nothing. And I, and I called pretty loud because they were kind of right. like this little SMZ. And I called pretty loud. It had been three hours or so since I'd called, you know. And so I called, nothing. And uh, he was sitting over my left shoulder. And, I, and, and in front of me, I was sitting over his right shoulder. He's right-handed. And, and, and I didn't. I waited about ten minutes. And I pulled out a little old sweet little old scratch box. Uh I'm going to plug my buddy old Jim Wilcutt. Y'all all know Jim. Mm-hmm. Jim made me one of the sweetest little po- uh, poplar and cedar scratch boxes. It's, it's got a different sound. It really sounds good. Right. High pitch, but I, just real s- small, just subtle, just yop, 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 yop. I started kind of yipping on that just a little bit. A couple times, and I, I put it down. And I had him in the good shade. I was baking in the sun, and I was I was I was facing kind of towards the south, thinking that another turkey that we had heard off in satellite distance might come sliding in. Mm-hmm. So I was really watching, and I hear him. I hear him whisper something, and I look down. All I can see is his right shoulder. And I can see his his butt of his stock there, sitting you know underneath his arm, and I see it starting to move. And I look, cut my eyes to the right, cut my eyes left, and I can't see any turkeys. I said, mm, "They got to be right in front of him." I know he's seeing turkey. And by this time, he shouldered the shotgun. <laughs> And uh, and I said, so it's gonna be game time. Yes, and, and I, I don't want to miss this thing. So I I turned my head. I just eased out around the tree uh, and looked. And sure enough, that's two big old long beards right there at twenty yards, looking, looking. Never said a word. <sighs> Never said a word. Two fifteen. Oh, excuse me. Two twenty. And I made the first call at two o three. That's knowing your turkeys he, right yeah. there. He, he said. That's unbelievable. We got that's to, knowing your property. That, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's so what I've we said. Tell Steve crawled out and yeah. back in back with, in between some rice and gravy. And, 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 that's and right. Look, it took and closed the deal in twenty minutes. Just short yeah. of a nap. But look, post lunch nap. Miss Man, I'm gonna take Carrie and have her make you some rice and gravy <laughs> that's tonight. On my mind. <laughs> Don't miss the way he started that story. Yep. This boy guides all over the U.S. and in Mexico. Guides all over. But what he said, he don't guide in his home state. Yep. Like, my, like my buddy Jordan Williams said, yeah, you can go turkey hunting with me, but you got to bring your bring own turkeys. Bring your own turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> but well, what, this guy what was really you said, What you said was spot on. And, Chris, we've had this conversation before. We may be giving away too many secrets. But once you learn how turkeys utilize a track, 
generally generationally unless there's some big change in it you know a timber change something like that but they're going to use that property the same way once you learn the property you can kill those turkeys no that's it. absolutely unless you smoke the yeah. timber off yeah. of yeah. it I'm I'm interested, Steve, on how you made the transition to exclusive bow hunting. I know when I I did it, there was several years in there, and I'll still take my shotgun some, but there was several years in there I went to exclusive bow hunting too. And the reason I did it, I didn't have a lot of turkeys. That first year before I started, I killed a couple of turkeys early, and my whole month of April was silent. And I said, I'll never do this again. I right. love I love to hunt too much. Right. And so I went to bow hunting just to make my season Extend last Extend that season. That's right, because yep. I just didn't have the turkey. And have good hunts. And have good hunts. And that's what I told Brent. We were talking two or three nights ago, and we were talking about the same exact thing, and I'll get into it. But I told him that same thing back when I really – I wanted to extend my season because with a shotgun, knowing the land and knowing the turkeys, not that I'm a good turkey hunter, but we had more turkeys – it was over. You could it, knock them out. It, it was quick. it was yeah. over too quick. Right. You know, I'd be done before April. Yeah. You know, and, right. and 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 with a bow, it's it's not. Even though I'm having a pretty good year this year, before right. I leave, right. uh, it's it's almost over now. We're not to April right. with, with right. my bow, but <clears throat> the way I did that, Mitt. Thanks for that question. And I'll go back to part of what uh, Brent was asking me. So that story when I was six, kept hunting, just fell in love with turkey hunting. It was and, and loved all kinds of hunting, whether it was frog hunting or rabbit hunting or dove hunting or whatever it was. Right. Deer hunting, loved deer. And, uh, and shortly after that, uh, I got my first bow when I was 11. It was a recurve, and I still haven't killed anything with that particular recurve. I've, I've got a recurve longbow I've killed with, but but that little 40-pound uh, bear Kodiak Magnum, I still have it. I've missed uh, two semi-truckloads of deer, and, and everything. I think the only thing I ever killed with it was a rabbit. <laughs> but but I did kill that. But anyway, I um, the uh, Brent, you, you taking that picture of me, you got me off my off the, off the game now. Brent's over here taking <laughs> pictures. I'm trying to suck in my belly and look good. Yeah, I, you know, I was just getting I mean, a little shot of video. Yeah. <laughs> look, I do want to get a picture with all y'all before we get out. But um, anyway, I, I fell in love with bow hunting. Me at, at a young age. At, at a very young age. Turkey hunting was my very first love and passion, but bow right. hunting second. And um, and I played with it, and just like what you said, this is, goes back to high school. I'd gotten to where I was killing some turkeys, and you know, and 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 but known. I started calling in some contests and all that kind of stuff, and had some success. And and uh, I wanted to take it to the next level. And I'd seen a video of Ben Rogers Lee, which I who I didn't know, knew who he was, and all that. And later in in the calling circuit, when I was calling, I actually was privileged enough to meet. Mr. Ben and get to be very dear friends with him before he got killed tragically. And I was in college at Mississippi state when it, when he got killed and I got the phone call, but uh great guy, heck of a Turkey hunter, but I saw him kill a Turkey over in Alabama with a bow when Alabama, it was illegal to hunt, to, with, to a hunt with a, no, it was illegal to hunt with decoys. You couldn't, okay. you couldn't use decoys. That. Yeah. That he up, called that, one I up remember and that. killed it, it with a too bow. too long ago. They it, changed that. It, that's right. And yeah. you can't, you still can't when Alabama opens next, uh, this was it Friday. I mean, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. the first couple of weeks, the first week you can't hunt with decoys now, but, um, but back then it was illegal. Of course you could also kill six turkeys over there at one time. At one time you could, Mm -hmm. when I was hunting over there, you kill six. But, um, I saw Ben, they had a videotape. He had a video cameraman with him and crawled up on a ditch bank and the turkey came back, went behind a tree and he shot it without a blind. 
Without decoys, shot him at about 20 yards. Probably without killed, sights. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those old, old boats. And the camera wasn't a handy cam either, yeah, I can tell no, you. No, it was no. probably like a, like a cinder block. Yeah, yeah. One of so them betas. I'll just, I mean, I remember seeing that, and I was like, man, it can be done. I'd always dreamed of doing it. So so I started playing with it kind of in high school and, and to very little success. We didn't have the decoys that we have today. Didn't have the tent blinds, that, you know, and I was like, right. I was just set up next to, like I always turkey hunting, set up next to an old cherry bark oak, you know, right. and that knocks me Bottom. river swamp mm-hmm. and, and ah, hear him right. gobble and call him right up to, you know, 25 yards and he'd be looking and back in those days my only decoy i had was a silhouette it was just a little silhouette decoy and i sit there and he'd look at it and i think he's trying to figure out what it was and every time i tried to draw on one and it gone and yeah. and and so i did that about six times and and i was like yeah i'd get aggravated and i'd get my shotgun and go kill all your buddies are probably yeah, killing turkeys yeah, and by, you're this, out there. Yeah, by like, this time I that's got how it was that, when i started hey, trying yeah. to bow hunt have you killed turkey steve no i've been bow hunting oh, i've killed two you know <laughs> yeah. and then i run into somebody else they just get all over me so i'd go get my shotgun and go kill some turkeys well by the time i got in college i had you know before i got out of college i had actually shot five or six with my bow and uh and had it but it still wasn't you know, it was that was that time that I I, I wouldn't take. But then I started back again uh, in my late twenties. I, I went back again through a period where I was just taking a shotgun and I was traveling a lot and 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 shooting some grand slams and stuff like that. And but then I thought, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that bow back up again. I want to shoot grand slam with it. So it was about 25 years ago. Uh, so I was probably around 30 uh, 30 years old, 31, and I. I just I said, you know, if I'm going to ever be able to do this efficiently, I'm going to have to leave the shotgun and take the bow, and only the bow. And I know that my numbers, traveling and everything else, my numbers, turkey numbers, harvest, kill, I hate the word harvest, the, the turkeys that I'm going to kill, the numbers are going to decrease significantly, and, right. they, and they did. But it was it, it, and it, it was a lot of trial and error, a lot of error. <laughs> but, right, but, sure. but, but that's how I – but I loved bow hunting – was a close second to my love for turkey hunting, bow hunting, anything, and it still is. But I married, I finally married those two, and it's been it's been wonderful. And I, I went, awesome. I went about ten years where I did not kill. Uh, I wouldn't wouldn't dream of shooting. I wouldn't shoot him at all. But but back to your point, Mitt. You know, if I get it was two or three years ago, I got on a stubborn turkey, and mm-hmm. and uh, I don't think I've killed three or four with a shotgun in the last five years but if i get one just aggravates me i knew he was gonna be a good and he had fooled me and fooled me and right. i taken my wife yeah and i just knew he was gonna be a full five-year-old turkey i finally broke my shotgun out and went that morning and called him right up i still him. like and he's a two-year-old every now and then. <laughs> yeah it is that dupont i, I, smell. I, I yeah. love to smell yeah. it but yeah. i get to smell a lot of that when i when i carry my that's right when you i got when i guide yeah. a lot and they, they all most of them are shooting them with a shotgun as soon as they shoot and they can run out there and get a turkey. I grab that shell. Put it right in your nose. It smells good. It does. It does. I tell you, I do it every time. On a crisp spring morning, yes, it's hard to beat. <laughs> it's funny the similarities and things like That's that. That's one of my yep. favorite so smells. So you was talking earlier about, and I, and you brought up the Grand Slams, and, and I know you've killed a bunch of them because I, I remember when, when we were head of Ducks Unlimited and years ago you came out and did a thing with – you know, come to several of our things and sure. talked about the, sure. you know, the slams back then, and you had took pictures of all of them. Right. How many think you grand slams have you killed? Um, I was trying to add that up the other day. I've got them all documented. I just need to go. And back you got and, a world slam. You tell me about what? What is yeah, the world slam? I, so the world. Of? So the world slam is our, is the. So we got and you y'all you all know this, but for the listeners, yes. we have five subspecies of the American wild turkey. 
Okay. Five subspecies of Meliagris gallopapo. Okay. And that is the, the Osceola down in Florida, Florida, the eastern, which we have here, the ghouls, which range in New Mexico and Arizona in smaller populations, and down into the Sierra Madre Mountains of Old Mexico. Okay. And then we have the Rio Grande, which we all know where right. that's at, Oklahoma, Texas, right. Kansas, and all that. And then you have the... Uh, Miriam. Miriam's, which yeah. is out in uh, Wyoming, Montana, right. you know, some uh, Nebraska, place, small places in Nebraska. Those are the five American wild turkeys. Then we have a separate species. If we remember our, I'm going to go way back now, our, our science class, kingdom phylum class order family genus species. So the five American wild turkeys are a separate, they're subspecies of Meliagris gallopavo. The oscillated, which is the Yucatan. That's Belize, the funny colored one that sings, yeah, right? Yeah, sings, okay. that's right. Of course, the Mayan, the Mayans down there now call it goblin. They're trying to get in, you know, yeah, right. with us, with, right. with the gringos. Right. So they say, "Oh, he gobble." But he gringo you know, he, down there that yeah, ain't a goblin. Yeah, that's what's, not a goblin. What's he, their sound? What's he the drums? Sound like? He drums like a rough grouse to start off okay. with, real slow. Yeah, and then he mm-hmm. instead of throwing his head out like all the the other five subspecies of of the American wild turkey, and I'll finish that. He is a separate uh, species. Wow, same okay. genus but different species. He's gotcha. Meliagris ocellata. Okay. Uh, so, and, and the turkey, and there's one other turkey, but we can't kill him. Uh, he's in Australia. A lot of people don't know this, but this is pretty cool fact, and because I just love turkeys and eat up with it. Right. And I'm trying to find some Aborigine blood because it's illegal to shoot one unless you can prove Aborigine blood. But there's a, surely you got some that, somewhere. I, somewhere and being from Knoxville <laughs> County, you think I got some yeah, Aborigine? Right. <laughs> Look, I love Menagerie folks, but um, the, anyway, that, that's it's a black turkey with a with a, with a little bit of a beak, a kind of a colored beak on him. But it's Australian bush turkey, and no no joke, you have to be prove you have to have lineage Aborigine to be able to shoot that turkey. Wow, yeah, but that's 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 pretty cool. Kind of like goes back to Native American yeah. type stuff. Yeah. So those slam, Chris. Back to your question: If the world, the the Grand Slam consists of the four, four. of the five subspecies in the United States. Yeah, right. that's right. And then, and then, if you add the ghouls, you have the royal slam. Right. And then, if you go down to uh, Mexico, which Guatemala and Belize still have oscillateds, but it's no longer legal to hunt uh, oscillateds. It used to be, but they've stopped it. It's now CITES permit animal. They're sort of endangered, uh, or they they wow. feel like they are. So they've the only place you can legally take a um, oscillated turkey now is in the Yucatan of Mexico. And uh, if you take now you that do one, oscillated hunts. I do, though. I do. Okay. Yep, right. I do. In fact, I leave uh, in about two weeks, taking a big group down to 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 hunt. To hopefully, I've got several that should complete their world slams down there on this hunt. But if you get that turkey, it's the world slam. And so you ask about wow. that. I have yes, I've been very fortunate. I have, uh, I think, uh, not think. I know I've got uh, eight uh, world slams with a buck. Um, so that's, that's awesome. Yep. And Man, I actually awesome. did. I was pretty proud of it. I did. Uh, yeah. I was the first guy on record to shoot a single season world slam uh with with archery equipment and i and with a bow i'm not not a crossbow not not a longbow or a recurve either that's my next goal is to finish that i don't like about three having a world slam with traditional archery <clears throat> but I, in 2000 i almost did it in 2005 um way back uh, I, I lost two ghouls I lost, shot them both and lost wow. them, or I would have completed in 2005. Well, fast forward to 2017, it has still not been done. And I was guide, and plus I was guiding, but I was going to be at all these places. Right. So I thought, well, you know, I, I, I'm going to try it. I'm, I'm going to try to get a single season world slam. And I was just real fortunate. Started off in Florida, had a great place in Florida where I guided down there, and, I, and I've guided in Florida for 25 years down there. Had a great place. And after 
we finished up with our with our hunters. Uh, we still had quite a few turkeys, and I was able to kill two of them to start my season off that year in 2017. So I got two, and I thought, well, wouldn't that be cool if I could kill two of each? But that's that's 12 turkeys with a bow and traveling and all that. But anyway. In between clients. In, in between clients. Actually, yeah. absolutely. In between, yes, that's, that's correct. So I had to wait and, and to, on all those. That's a great point, Brent. Um, so in if you talk to Miss Christy Brown, you can you she will tell you there's a lot of prayers between her and my mom and and uh, and uh, and I was worn out. But anyway, after at the end of 2017, made I made it happen and I shot two of each, which gave me also the first and only person double to complete slam. a double world slam with a bow. In that, yeah, in that year. and I repeated it That's in awesome. 2019. And there's an article I'll I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll text it to y'all. It was Put written in the show notes. It was written in the Turkey Call, the national publication of the National Wild Turkey Federation about That's it awesome. too. So, it really so, neat. so while we're talking about these yes, different places, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pin you down on a, <laughs> on a local on a local landscape. But it, the prettiest landscape, prettiest one that you've ever hunted, if you had to, because I, I know how you are, you like an artist. What would you think it is? The you want me to the prettiest uh, place to, you hunted a wild turkey. Where would it be? Chris, that's a that's a that's a really I'm gonna write down that, my answer. What he's that's, gonna say? That's a really difficult. That's it. a really difficult question. Yeah, but you know. But I'll tell you, um, it is the prettiest landscapes. Uh, is is the turkey I'm hunting at the at, ah, the, at the moment? Yeah. That's a cop out answer. It's, it's a, no, but I'm gonna get, I know what he's asking. <laughs> yeah. You know, Chris is so different with all these turkeys. The jungle down in the the Yucatan is hot as it is. It'll be 110 down there, but it's 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 small. It's not real big tall trees, and there's all kind of animals down there, and it's beautiful. A lot of hardwood, and and there's pumas and jaguars and all kind of critters down there, and uh, beautiful birds and brocket deer, and 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 then the mountains of the Sierra Madre Mountains when I'm hunting ghouls, gorgeous. There's big canyons and stuff like wow. that. Uh, you know, Montana, Florida. I love the swamps and the cypress Florida's knees. Pretty. Seeing yeah. a seeing an old Osceola come up through those cypress knees, you can hear him drumming out there. And the palmettos, yeah, yeah. And, and he's down in that swamp, gorgeous. Love Mississippi. I mean, I mm-hmm. I, I grew up, cut my teeth right here in I, Mississippi. I've got my I've got my. Um, I've got my choice, but I'm gonna let you answer yours right. first. But I, I think the question you're asking is if right here in the South, that's if, right. If, if, South. If, it, if it's in the South, because I know you and you're a very good timber manager and and a logger and and a, and a, a jack of all trades and when it comes to land and timber, the I'm gonna paint the picture of the most beautiful place. I've never seen it yet, but I know who owns it. It's Chris Herring, and I really <laughs> and, I, and, and I really want to be invited to. But all, all that was jokes, a double question, all, there, all, man. All jokes aside, um, it would have a, a real diverse. It would have a lot of hardwoods, right? And it would have um, bottomland di- hardwood, di- bottomland hardwood, but also rich. It would have high, not ridge, but where we live here, but uh, upland site. Uh, yes, upper, upland, high, upland mm-hmm. hardwood, mixed hardwood and pine. Okay, different different age structure. Okay. of all these, you know, kind of like the yeah. that the uh, national forest type look over in the hills. Yeah, yeah a little bit yeah. of that, but but it would also in, incorporate some pasture land. I would right. love love pasture, and right. and then you know a lot of times that's that's i.e. food plots. Um, yeah, you know, sure. but but mm-hmm. but 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 old standing pastures. Turkeys love that. You know, they've they, been using them for a long time. That's right. That's yeah. right. A lot of um, maybe some, you know, got to have water. You know, got to yeah. have some streams and, and little tributaries and stuff. And, uh, you know, not necessarily a big creek, but drainages through there that provide these turkeys with water. And I thought he was going to say cherry bark. 
<laughs> hardwood bottom. He didn't, well, now, he didn't bait he didn't for bite. it. He didn't let bite. Me, let me tell you, I grew up hunting that, but you can't you find, did. You I hung can't, that I can't find that much anymore. And I've, I've, it's, it's about as, gone. As hard as it yeah. is and it hurts my soul, I've learned to love these pine trees. And, yes. you know, and let me tell you what, those little hens love to nest in some pines. That's right. And, you know, yeah. you, thin, so you thin a little pine stand, and right. two years later, it's all nesting in right. there. I mean, it's some good nesting That's right, stuff, yeah. You know. And cutovers, I mean, cutovers are great. I'd like to, yeah. just a real diverse, I, you know, a real a little, diverse. Kind of goes back to our last podcast, a, a little of everything. Yeah, a little you of gotta everything. Ha- if you got a little of yeah. everything, yeah. you're going to have turkeys. That's that's exactly right. You know. Yeah. I've seen some beautiful hardwood bottoms that just, yeah. the wide open hardwood bottoms that just didn't have a lot of turkeys. Yeah, right. You know, there's not there's not that cover nesting. They need right. cover too, just like a deer. You're talking about yeah. that last podcast. That's a good segue. I'd love to get Steve's perspective. Just... Not only here locally, I want you to speak to that too, but also across the country. There's a lot of talk, Steve, that and it, that's the hot button right now is we don't have the turkeys that we used to have. Something's happening to our turkeys. We don't have the population. Tell me what you're seeing from your perspective. Number one, is that real? If it is real, what do you what do you attest to some of that? that talk or why people are perceiving that and, and where are we headed with all yeah, this? Yeah, he, he can see it on a lot of different he, landscapes. He's everywhere. He, I just, mean, he's Mr. Turkey, so <laughs> I, like to, I like to hear it. Well, you know, it's it's real concerning because uh, we're hearing that talk all over. I'm hearing it all over the United States. Um, but but I'll, I'll go right here to, to this, and I've listened to your podcast, and we've got mutual friends. Y- your particular track, Chris, that I haven't been on yet, um, oh, he's gonna get m- one. He's m- gonna put me on the spot now. Mitts, I haven't been on yet. Um, so he's putting uh, the heat on. I'm trying to get with you. I'm trying to get an invitation to go turkey hunting. And look, guys, I don't, I don't have shoot one. I'd just like to go watch y'all just shoot go. one, or just go call them up and high five when they walk We're off. Let I, that happen. Yeah, I would love that. But but um, I know you know we've got another mutual friend of ours that I mean got turkeys if you're managing for the turkeys i'm really not seeing a lot of that here's the problem that i do i do think it's real the decline we're seeing on timber company management uh, uh timber land that's managed by a timber company timcos uh, you know yeah. that those, those type things hunting clubs that kind of thing and i really think there's a lot of elements to it i i, I don't you know, predators, you can trap predators, but listen, we've had predators as long as we've had turkeys. And mm-hmm. back when I was really, really, in, when it was really good, and I don't know whether y'all were turkey hunting back then, but in the late 80s, early 90s, it, it was the best turkey hunting right here that there's ever been in any place I've ever been. It was turkeys everywhere. We had coons. We right. had foxes. We had skunks. We had owls. We coyotes. Had, we, we had coyotes all back then, too. And nobody was trapping. I mean, there was trappers that were trapping for fur and stuff, but they weren't trapping, you know, intensively for turkeys. So I don't necessarily think it's the – but then you can start the argument with the supplemental feeding that we have now. You've got predators that are hanging out around that, you know, and it concentrates the predators as well as the turkeys there. So they're probably – the predators are a little bit more successful there. I think the number one issue for the decline that, that we're obviously seeing because people, enough people are talking about it is timber management. Every year where I grew up hunting, when they started cutting some of that hardwood mixed pine stuff and it was all back in pines, they left the matures, just natural regeneration, they were burning. They were on a three-year burn rotation. And man, you, I can't tell you the turkeys that I would kill and they were still cinder and smoldering in the woods. And you talking about really good smelling on a crisp spring morning. Right. And he comes through there and his beard's even singed because they go right back into, you know, they were, it'd be smoke yeah. in the woods. Yeah. And, but that, they just, turkeys need that. They, these, you go on to some of these 
timber company lands and hunting clubs, and a, a rabbit can't get through there. That's Turkey's right. not going to walk through that. They can't do it. They can't do it. They yeah. need they need open the areas. You know, they do like cover for nesting, but they need open, diverse stuff that we just talked about. Right. And, and I think there's so much of this monoculture that we you and I have talked about before, Mitt, that's just these thick, thick pine plantations. And I think you said it, Chris, on the, one of the last podcasts. They're not going to use that for... 10 years, you know. Eight, and that's a good years. point about those Timcos. They'll go through a whole pine rotation and won't put one fire through it the whole time. No. The whole rotation. They're so they scared of liability. With, they it, spray them to right. death. They that's spray right. them arsenic and all that stuff yeah. they're spraying them with, and that, all, all, and that kills it for a year or two or three where there's nothing else. A fire, as soon as you run it through yes. there and you get some sunlight in, all this fresh budding is coming out. These little weeds are sprigging, and, and, and I'm telling you, there's a lot for turkeys to eat in a burn. They're they're managing them more than what I'm seeing, and and people are managing them more now. That like we was talking about, the private landowners are going to have to step up. Like we yeah. talked about, we're not going to yeah. beat that drum. But these temp these temper companies are managing for those rate of returns, right? Yeah, and sure. and, and I don't that's think what they in the factored in. Yeah. That's right. That's what yeah. they're doing. They're they're there to grow pine trees. And I got out. You know, I was in Forestry, Chris, about years ago. Went to scuba and got my two year right. forestry degree. Yeah. And I got out. And I worked for Sugar Lot Lumber Company and bought timber. And what what ended my career though? I thought I was going wanted to be a timber man and be a forester my whole career. But they they bought that pole mill down there on forty five. Was in making right. Sugar Lot bought it first. Right. And they tore it down in Alabama. Moved it over there. And uh, Mr. Wade was uh, was the procurement manager mm-hmm. before Robert. Hunter right. is now, but but uh, they put me. I was the first pole forester marker procurement forester oh. for the pole mill, and and they and then they got to every time I'd go up there, I'd spend all day running around looking up the sky, going around and around for the taper, and mark these things, and then they'd go. When the loggers would cut them, they'd go to the sawmill and sugar lot. We well, wasn't getting any of those. No, good the things. poles, and you didn't walk through that. And I don't walk through all that. And I said, you know what? I, I don't think I want to do this anymore. I'm going to do something. And else. people, let me tell you something. We have a little species down here called a blackberry. And Steve will tell you, in a pine stand, they'll rip your clothes off. That thing will rip them cowboy boots off. <laughs> I mean, it, it will wear it you out. Yeah. And and I mean, they would send us, you know, summer camp at Mississippi State. Yeah. They sent you through pine Dr. stands. Dr. Ezell would walk uh, you straight on purpose. through yeah. On purpose. They made you. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Oh, yeah. A cruise line, you know what I'm talking about, Steve? Oh, yeah. That cruise line's going to hit the middle of that thin row, and it's going to be solid blackberries. <laughs> and you can't get around them. You, some of them be bigger around than your, your wrist. I mean, that's so funny. And them little just tight blue jeans your mama bought you to send yeah. you to school. Yeah. That's, that's so I, funny. When I went through You so ain't I wearing no umbros in there. I can promise you that. <laughs> I was Dr. Switzer's last summer camp. Oh, uh, Switzer. Yeah, okay. I was Dr. Switzer's yeah. last summer camp. He died in civil culture the next fall halfway through, and Dr. Land took over for us. But but yeah. anyway, anyway, that was uh, – I went over to see Chris on a burn a couple of weeks ago when you were burning Mayhew, and I, y'all may have seen it on that video on Instagram. He was bleeding in his arm. He said all the, all, oh, yeah. like he got in a, cat, a fight with a wildcat. By, by the way, I had, lot, I, had, I had a lot of high fives because Mitt had them sweet-looking white cowboy boots on. He didn't have <laughs> any fresh starch shirts. Yeah, that's right. I, I was bleeding up pretty good. So, I, But it was uh, – it, it is. Uh, those black bears. I know what you're talking about, oh, yeah, Steve. That sure. marking them poles for sure. was for yeah, the birds. Too. I don't know how well, – how did we get off on that? I got to uh, – I just, told you, Mitt, not to let just go through. Yeah, we were, we were, timber, timber managed. Timber yeah. guys talking. Yeah, that's that's right. what happens. Mm, that's exactly and it was, what happens. It was something that was a point there that we were going to We were talking about what uh, impacting the turkeys, you know, that, that timber timber rotation the way they were managing for that yield, for that yeah, timber yield right. instead of for wildlife. Yeah. So you're seeing that. and and But, Steve, I, I guess, and you get to hunt a lot of properties, yeah. people that's taking care of them, they're yes. being taken care of back. Yes, they are. 
as far as population. And you know, back to yeah. your question about the turkeys, uh, the decline, Mitt, and um, like, and I've mentioned this to Brent several times. Down in Florida, where there's been no change, and some right. of, and some of those swamps, the, 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 that old cypress running stuff, cows, it, and, yeah, they're running yeah, yeah. cows, and it's not merchantable stuff, and they're right. really, and and I guess you could probably say the cypress could be merchantable, but it's so hard to get equipment in there; it stays wet and damp. Them. You know, they yeah. don't harvest them. I don't see I don't see a decline. They typically have real good hatches down there. You know, there's a lot of cover down in those right. knees and stuff, and they've got a diverse habitat down there, pastures like we talked about. Right. And they've got I, value. Fence yeah. rows. And well, if, and well the that value was the question I was about. just going to ask. Yeah. How intentional are the landowners down there? That, you know, that's a, that's an anomaly. Development that's an anomaly. Is getting them down there that's, a lot. Now. That's terrible. Now, we'll touch Development on that. Is getting them. But where these cattle ranchers and stuff, they, they, they don't really – they don't – They've just left it alone. I don't mm-hmm. think they manage for the turkeys. It's just one of those anomaly type places that it's um, what you know, they're it, doing it, isn't negatively impacted. That's right, and and they don't. Well, now there's a big down in South Florida, the Likes Brothers ranches. They do. They send a biologist out, and they every year, and they look at the hunting club lease, and they tell you year to year how many turkeys you can Ooh, shoot. I so, like that. Ooh, yeah. yeah, they do. That's they right a, up my. They send a biologist out there. Some of these guys get in. T map. They're yep. paying ten thousand dollars for some little old bitty deer and hogs, but they got two turkeys they can kill per membership. And, and I know a, a buddy of mine's in one of those clubs, real expensive club. They came in this year and said, or last year before this spring and said, y'all can only shoot one turkey per membership wow. on that. You know, cause they want to let everybody they keep have up, one. They don't want and to so go down. that goes back to the value that Brent was talking about. Right. That, yeah. They, they, they are putting because value. out of all the turkeys, most people want to kill that Osceola. They do. What's well, the do. hardest? Just one. that it's limited. Pretty, oh, it's just pretty. It's not the hardest one to kill. Yeah. It's the hardest one to access. Yeah, I'm a really right. uh, I a hope, good I hope place. I don't have any good Florida cracker friends and listen to this. Everybody, you go down to South Florida and you talk about them. What's the hardest truck? Ooh, it's this Osceola that we got. Down here. Oh, let he me, ain't let me, compared to Mississippi. Let, one. let me tell you something. Uh-huh. Not anything compared no. to his Achilles heel. I believe you could paint a red, a tennis ball red, and stick it on a stick. They love to fight. And you can yeah. you show them that red. Ball, he coming. He kick. Over, mm-hmm. He'll kick dust on his hands to get yep, over there to, yep, yep. to fight. Mm-hmm. If he can see your decoy nine times out of ten, he's coming and running. And most of them got legs look like a what I Lakers to you know. is a yeah. mine of acres that Osceola lives on yeah. versus the eastern yeah, and everywhere right. else. That's that's, right. that's what the hard one. Yeah. Is. Oh, and look, and if you were going to try to get one on public land with with and, and I'll get on a whole another soapbox here with the exploitation somewhat of, of this of the turkey. I will refer to it as a resource, but the way it's gotten exploited. For profit, I would argue, with these YouTube for sure stars, is and, and with that that very limited geographically limited area in Florida, I think Florida's probably got it worse from a public land, public access. Look, I was down there last year hunting a, a friend's private track, and and during the day, middle of the day, took a ride over to to a public track, and one of the interior roads in there. We got on a stretch where we, I looked on the map, and it looked like where there would be turkeys. We got in there, and there were car tags. People pulled over on the side of the road. This Trying. little, well, like a, basically yeah. a two-track road too. You know, it wasn't worse than Keaton Tower Road. <clears throat> oh yeah, <laughs> like the <laughs> refuge. Yeah, but but they were back to back man. to back, and so we pulled over. You know, everybody's standing around talking. In the middle of the day, they were doing the same thing, and and they got to telling about the hunt. Well, first off, when they saw us from Mississippi, they wanted to talk about the frying pan turkey. Oh, and that was gosh. fresh off the heels yeah, of that last sure. year. Yeah. Yeah. So we all had a good laugh over that, and then. 
And then we did a roll call. We 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 identified all the Arkansas people because every state you go to, you're gonna see people from Arkansas. Man, for ain't sure. no doubt about they, that. They hunt turkeys like they're hungry. They like yeah. they're <laughs> they yeah. good at it. They yeah. travel and they, well. And, they, and most they, of them are. They pretty travel good at well it. and yeah. they got big coolers. They travel well. Got <laughs> big coolers and a lot of bullets. Yeah. 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 But they were talking about the hunt that morning, and there there must have been six or seven of them all ganged up around one gobbling turkey. And and so just dueling, and that's just that public land. That's that I'll struggle. Tell you what with the public, I, I'm worried about that. Back to your TSS, I, it's bad enough before TSS, but I'm really afraid there's going to yeah. be some tragic accidents. TSS because, and reaping, and, yep, on crawling behind land. a fan, and somebody's got oh, a hundred yeah. yard shell. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's 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 going to be dangerous. I, I know there's going to be a lot of folks listening. To oh man, I love my TSS, but you know, and that, that's fine. I mm-hmm. get it, but but. When there's six people, and it doesn't seem like on some of this public land anymore, there's any hunter's etiquette. Back years ago, I first made Good my respect. first traveling trip in mm-hmm. 1988 to the Mark Twain uh, up in National Missouri. Forest in Missouri. Yeah. I heard they had a lot of turkeys up there, and uh, I had I'd had a friend from Sugarlock go the year before, and I, so I said I didn't know where to go, but I went up there, and let me tell you, it was loaded with turkeys and wasn't any people. Uh, on this wow. b- for two or three years, and then, then of course, the Arkansas they they, they found Arkansas out about it. found them. Yeah, they, they found them. Their and season they, so they terrible. Look, if Arkansas just extended their season, they'd take the heat off every other yeah, state. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you could fix it. Like forty nine states or forty eight states could change their regs or one. Yeah, <laughs> you yes. could help the turkeys. <laughs> That's, look, I got a story on that Mark Twain, and I want you to speak to your your uh, experience up there too, Steve. But. I had a buddy at Carrollton. This was during my little window where I was killing a few turkeys and was feeling pretty good about it and was running out of turkeys down here pretty quick. Yeah. So he said, look, there's a place up there in South Missouri called Mark Twain, and it's the land of, of forever turkeys. Yeah. And he sent me up there in the dark. I finished work that afternoon, drove all night, got up there about 3.30 in the morning, slept the rest of the time in the truck, got out about daylight and stood against my truck and just listened. And I heard a turkey gobble breaking day as far as you could hear one. I said, well... There's a turkey lives up here anyway. And about that time, they started on my right, and, and it sounded like a over. church choir, and it come all the way around to my left, and then started and come all the way back. Like well, I don't know look, how many turkeys Look like one of them 80s Braves games. What to, year was that? That was probably um, 96 yeah, or it was, 7. It was still really good. It's not n- anything look, like that anymore. I started licking my lips <laughs> and put all my grip on and fell off my head. <laughs> the season closes at one, yeah. and I drug myself back up to my truck at, at about 15 minutes after one that day. You know how many turkeys I had seen? Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> they hit they the ground so right. They put my tail <laughs> so you all toting one out. Oh, I wasn't toting one out. They can uh, be tough. We learned a lot in hunting them sure. hills. It wasn't no sure. Mississippi hunting as far as the terrain, but we finally figured them out, and it was, it was a lot of fun going up there. It's a lot of fun. Sure is. That's fun. Traveling's fun. Yep. You know, we're leaving yeah, out early in the morning is. going to Texas. Yeah. I'm it's I'm, just, on, it's fun. Ooh, I'm jealous. I'm going to get to go to New York this year. First Are time you? ever. And a friend of mine, and, and he had somebody fall out, and he's, he'd been on me. And, and, uh, well, there's a lot of turkeys. And, I killed a turkey yes. in New York several years ago. And so beautiful there. landscape. Gorgeous. The pictures Gorgeous. I've seen. Y'all hunting I mean, in the Catskills or the Adirondacks? Or, don't ask yeah. me. All yeah. I know is hey, I'm hey, he's in New York. All I know is I ain't got no salsa, but I'm heading up there. But yeah, it, it's a um, it it's that's some places that I you know it hunted them in and uh, the one of the prettiest places that I that I've hunted them away from hardwood bottoms here is in uh, we killed our Merriam up in Nebraska north that little city north yeah. Nebraska yeah. and south 
Dakota. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, I, was, I, was, I, was, I started to say, I was like, eh, I don't want to blast place, but no. all seven of our listeners probably already been there. And, and, <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, come on. Y'all got he, more than he's, seven. He's here. Hey, <laughs> hey, admit you're rubbing off on him again. <laughs> but it, it, it was funny. We hunted those Indian reservations. You, Steve, I know you sure. hunted them too. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was, it's pretty cool to, to show up and talk to an Indian guy, come up and he said, man, I got turkeys. And we said, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, at my house, get in. Next thing you know, we was on the back of an El Camino, standing on the top of it, and he was chasing them out across the field. I mean, you can't make that up. No, you can't make it. And he had a bandana on. That was made it even the best. That, and, 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 I doesn't mean, sound was, like the oddest part of that no. story, the bandana. And, 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 I mean, we were running these turkeys. I'm like, what are we doing? I ain't never going home. I'm staying. <laughs> that, but, oh, um, Steve, anyway. look, talking about traveling, you, you – in your business, with, with your guiding business, you know, you've got Brown and Company Outfitters, and you do this basically year-round. I mean, this is your life. Uh, and you've got your finger on the pulse of, of you know, what traveling hunters, uh, as much as anybody, what are you seeing now? I mean, uh, a lot of people still traveling, yeah, hunting, and the, using outfitters. Yeah, How's they that? are. There's a lot of guys. You know, you've got the, you've got the younger guys that, that don't, you know, they, they hadn't, gotten out of college yet or they don't have they they're newly married and so they're trying to pinch their pennies and, and go on a budget yep um, uh, before you so, get too yeah. far away from that you can spend more money on on multiple trips yes trying to do it like that than you yeah. would with yeah. an outfitter that's and, right and you, not get near as good an experience i'm, I'm gonna throw that plug out yeah, there for, yeah, for, for what y'all do that's yeah that's, it's it is and it, but th- there's a lot of guys that are really good turkey hunters you know these younger guys coming up with all the stuff that that uh, they're really good turkey killers. I don't. I don't I, let me say this. They're, that's they're, that's they're, the they're, qualifier. They're, they're, good, they're good turkey killers. I don't know. And I'm gonna say this, I guess, because I'm old enough now and been hunting for a long time. You, I don't think you really can be a good turkey hunter until you've gotten them. You've hunted them for at least twenty. 25 years you know that's just me and it takes a little age to get there a little mm-hmm. wisdom so you know i i don't <laughs> Brent, you making sure <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Um, i mean but, but 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 anyway yeah but so um that the, there's a lot with outfitting now um i do there i do a lot for the like y'all said before the mexico the oscillated and the ghouls turkeys i spend and then south florida i spend most of my time with that and that keeps me really really busy i do a little bit of the miriam stuff in wyoming with a good friend of mine um but the the, the pulse is i mean that the people want to kill and move on i mean it's 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 now it's not as much as and it takes some of the sort of checking a box yeah it's kind of checking that, box. For, for me, it is because yeah. i love i mean i get up and go every morning because uh, i love it and and take people because i love it i say this is when when and, and i don't mean to interrupt you no no keep going but when they when you post on facebook around june or july whenever when i see your videos and your pictures from those ghouls hunts in mexico i get as fired up about that camp and that experience, yeah, yeah. just mm-hmm. thinking about that, like that makes me want to go as much as the turkey. I mean, that, that's ultimately well, what I'd be got, going for. I got but a, that I looks got a like a bunch a good of text time. messages last fun. year, and Brent was all fired. I up. was in, and 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 he kept, kept telling me, "I'm gonna try to talk Mitt into going." I know Mitt's already been, but I said, "Yeah, but Mitt hadn't been with me. We need <laughs> right. we need to make that happen. The next yeah. couple of years, we need to make that happen because Brent, I'm gonna tell you, Brent, you would absolutely love it. It's it a is, lot of fun. It is so much fun, and I got the turkeys. Ooh, I mean, I got them. And so that, I, I the, the places where Steve is, is concentrating on guiding and outfitting, those are the places that even an experienced, really good turkey hunter really needs some help. 
far as access. I mean, it's really hard to yeah. do it. I mean, you're just not just going to break out, wake up one day, and, and head to, to, to snore. No, that's right. I mean, you, you right. need some help. You need some some Logis- experience. Logistically no getting doubt there. About now, it. Now, once you, the, you two guys I'm talking to right here, all I got to do is get you there to the hacienda and feed you good and point you where the turkeys but, are. And but that's, the, the hunting the is the easy part. That's all the places where you're spending Logistics your time. Logistics and navigation that's and right. just getting around and the Florida, not dying. Some of the Merriam locations down in, in Mexico. And that's, that's why that's why I've help. concentrated on that because there's so many with all the information out there that, that there's not a lot of guys that that need help. Uh, yeah. Is it, you know there's a lot of public land they they don't they may need it but they don't want it they don't want to pay mm-hmm. for it in, around here. But those mm-hmm. type hunts, the ghouls, the yeah. Osceola, the Miriams, and for the south what? and most of my hunters are from the southeast, so they do they mm-hmm. they need that. Yeah, more and more if you're going to go out to the Midwest or or out to the west. You're not going to get have the success knocking on doors that you could have had 10 years ago. The public land is not as good as it was, and you're knocking on doors now. We knocked on doors in Nebraska about half and half. We mm-hmm. killed turkeys on private land. We got some permission. I had a cooler full of prairie meat smoked sausage, mm-hmm. summer sausage <laughs> I used for, for currency out Bait, there. Yep. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's different. <clears throat> uh, you're not guaranteed that you're going to have that access, you know, and, and people are leasing up those, those tracks, those, those places where you would have got permission. And, and it's, it's more and more looking better. You, you go with the outfitter, you know, time's more precious between travel ball and, and everything else we got to do in our, in our careers. You go burn two weeks out there on public land or, or that's right. Go with an outfitter. Thank you, Brent. Yeah. <laughs> Getting a discount on that gold. That's, that's it. You, you got it. I promise you. That was worth a good bit. Thank you so much. What? what I'm going I'm to hand it off to you a little bit. And what have we not asked? You know, that, that's something that, you know, uh, I've, I've followed you on social media. It's kind of funny. So I kind of got connected with you because Christy and I worked together for the same arena in, in, in power business. And I can remember the first customer we called on together. I showed up sliding in on two wheels. I smelled like deep woods off. And uh, I just, I, I was a very professional employee, you know, peer there. I was showing it to me and Christy. I said, I apologize. I was, uh, believe it or not, I was, I was turkey hunting this morning before work. She said, don't worry, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody on this planet <laughs> understands. It's and little Brown, did I know. I had no kidding. idea just how much she understood. Yeah, uh, you're not kidding. What an angel. I'm going to plug her while yeah, I got this no opportunity. Doubt. Let me tell you, back when we first started dating, I told her, I said, now you need to understand, I've lost a couple of girlfriends over this turkey hunting thing. And she said, oh, I, I understand. I, I I know a lot of guys that hunt. I've got, you know, boyfriends that weren't boyfriends, but they, so I know, like, I said, you. no, no, sweetheart, you, you, you don't understand. And, yeah. I, and she said, no, I, I do. She'll tell you today. She did not. <laughs> she had no clue. Yeah. Bless her heart, sticking it out. She has been an angel, and she That's doesn't awesome. fuss at all about it. She knows it's my passion. Yeah, and, and Amanda's that way, too. She's going with me. So I booked a, a, a hunt in Texas, and then a week or two after, she just casually said, why don't we Why don't we go a day or two early and spend some time in San Antonio? I was like, well, I didn't know you were going. I probably would have booked a little nicer. You know, I didn't book a hotel. It's a motel. <laughs> <laughs> she said, "No, I'm no open to the outside." She, she, she said, "I've already got an Airbnb yeah. for for San Antonio, so we're going to slide out. She's going with me, and, and she's going to tag along on the hunt with me. And I, I that that means a lot. That's it, awesome. It, having having somebody in your it corner does. and a partner supportive, it it makes this. I won't call it a hobby. It makes this passion a whole lot easier to do. Yeah, 
It does. And I'll tell you what, Krista Brown loves killing turkey as much as anybody. But now she likes to go when she Does no- she do mornings? Because Amanda don't do no, mornings. No, she does. She does. Now, you know, she we got to have her coffee already and everything laid out for her. But she loves to watch the sun come up with me and, and turkey hunt. But she wants, she'll quiz me about now. Are, are, we, are, she, are you sure we're going to hear a turkey this morning? Yeah. You know, <laughs> don't take me to golf. No, no, yeah, she, she, wants it, she wants to know. It's going to be a real, if it's raining or thunder. No, yeah. no. Now, she's sat through some thunderstorms and, and, and rain hunts. And she's done it all. Yeah. And, and, and she's killed, uh, she lacks one Osceola having her second world slam. Wow. Little old girl out of Collierville, Tennessee, never hunted at all, city girl, and moved to start for Mississippi in her uh, ninth grade. Killed more turkeys than most grown men. She, she, she's, she's a sport. She's a trooper. Yep, she is. Yeah, that makes it fun. I, I, I'm glad Amanda enjoys it and loves it. I want to hear, uh, you know, as we're, we're getting toward the end of this thing, some of the – some of your more memorable turkey hunts, Dave. The ones that you're thinking about in September. The ones when you're laying in the bed and, and, and man, that was a, that's a good hunt right there. Yeah, if I'm laying in a tent out in uh, in New Mexico, Arizona, or something wild, I do st- kind of fall back in memories yep. of turkey hunts and stuff. But, oh, it was, uh, I mean, I've, I've got so many just, just great memories. I'll tell you a quick one when I was guiding. Uh, over in Westervelt, at Westervelt Hunting Lodge over in Alabama. I started guiding for them years ago uh, and guided for 10 years over there. Had a guy by the name of John Elway. That, I've that, heard of that, him. Yeah, ESPN brought him over there. Yeah, he was a quarterback for the Denver Broncos at that time. They had just lost in the Super Bowl prior to this spring turkey season. And uh, fun, fun deal. I, I got taken – and ESPN had those suitcase – uh, two of those suitcase type cameras that you're talking about, <laughs> they, they that following us around. I thought yeah. this is never gonna work. Yeah. It's never gonna work. I told them, look, y'all got to get back. And they had mics, extra mics, and all that. But it was, you know, and I was the guy. I got to be his guy. And uh, called up a turkey. He missed him. Um, and then I didn't realize back then they they made us go back out and do cutaway. What well, I didn't know what a cutaway was. B roll and all yeah, that. Yeah, all that. We we had to stage that thing, yeah. and I'd call, you know, and then and they'd throw in the gobble. We later in the studio, yeah, we'd right. listen. I'm like, you know, we'd ooh, and we'd point, you know. And I, I mean, that's my first, big eyes. Yeah, that was that was my first taste of Hollywood, you know. Right. But the next morning, I got Coach Mike Shanahan. And Coach Shanahan, little bitty guy, and he's and now his son's a coach and just won a Super Bowl, I think, a couple of years ago. But anyway, Mike Shanahan, at that point in time, he was not the head coach of the Broncos yet. He was the offensive coordinator. Well, he – and I, I prided myself in those days. I, you know, I was in real good shape. I was 20-something years old, and I could walk 10 miles in the turkey woods. And I, I took Coach Shanahan, and I remember he had on a pair of white tennis shoes and rest of camouflage that they gave him. You know, it was – Three sizes too big for him. But I took him out there, and we got on a turkey goblin, call that turkey, and he came up through a hardwood bottom goblin, goblin, right down his gun barrel. I had to shift him a little bit over, and, but we got on him, and he came straight to us. He got to 30 yards. I said, shoot him, coach. He kept walking. Gobbled right at us at 25 yards. I said, all right, you can kill him. Shoot him. He kept walking, kept walking. Turkey got 15 yards. Kill him, coach. Kill him. He shot that turkey at eight yards. I thought, I thought, well, this is another one because I had a bunch of them lock up. Right. You know, they won't yeah. shoot. Just couldn't, they, couldn't they, get they, they can't do yeah. it. But, but he, and I, I knew that's what it was. But at eight yards, turkey raised his old head up and he's like, he's picked us out now because we just sitting, the two of us, by one of those big old hardwood trees down there in that bottom. He shot him, rolled him over backwards. I jumped up, ran out there, and got the turkey and I came back. I said, Coach, 
man, why on earth? He said, he'd never killed turkey, never turkey hunted. First turkey, wild turkey he'd ever seen. I said, why did you wait so long to shoot him? He said, well, I, he was walking straight to me. I thought the closer he got, the better chances I had. <laughs> so, and we had to walk a good ways. Pretty know. sharp. Yeah, I thought that's pretty cool. Well, we, and I've got a picture of that, he and John Elway and myself. And then we got back to the, the lodge. Somebody said, you know, Steve used to play tight end in, in, uh, in high school there. It was a pretty good little tight end. They had a football with them. So, John Elway, we got out in the yard, and he – Threw me a football, you know, and and the first time he he was talking, they had a bunch of people around him, you know. He's talking. He said, "Go out for pass." I go run out there about twenty yards jogging, and look back. He's talking to people, you know, not paying me any attention. No, he he looked at me and he waved me on to go for, go deeper, go deeper, go further, you know. So I did. Went out there about forty fifty yards, you know, in the yard out there. I looked back. And he's talking again. Hey, look! He turned around. He threw that football so far, and it went way over my head. And I, out of my reach, you know. So I can't. I grabbed the football, came back, and I said, "We got to do that again." So I went that. And this time, I took off running. I, and of course, it never was fast. He I, wasn't gonna throw was, it over your head this time. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I was gonna get far enough. <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, he threw me a couple passes, and I caught him. But what was funny about that? I, I really, I, I told him, I said, "Yeah, I walked. We we probably walked three or four miles that morning with Coach Shanahan." We got back in the lodge. I said, "You tired, Coach?" And I patted him on the back. He said, "No, I'm fixed." Get my other tennis shoes on. I'm fixing to go run five miles. He ran five miles on that gravel road. <laughs> so that was, you know, lots of memories, man. Yeah. I've got so many stories. A lot of my turkey hunting memories with Christy are phenomenal. She killed a. I had a cancellation last year, last minute. My Mexican family that I'm real dear friends with right now, um, partnered with there. They, they've been friends eight or nine years now. Wonderful people, very devout, um, uh, moral people, and. Um, had a cancellation and they had not met Christy yet. They've been wanting to meet, been asking about. It. They want they want to figure out what's behind. This. That's right. You know, yeah. They, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they they've confused about <laughs> yeah. well, what is it? They've I seen to see who's driving this they, ship. Yeah, <laughs> they, they've seen pictures and you know, they're like this ain't that. She's up. so beautiful. <laughs> well, I get well, that know, all the time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know what? I ain't always been fat and bald. One time I had it going on like Donkey Kong too. You know, but but anyway, so I told her. I said, "Come on." go to Mexico with me. And she had not been since 2009. So I took her and wonderful hunt in the mountains. She killed two big giant ghouls last year. And I could tell you those stories. I don't want to keep tying up the, the podcast with stories, but just tons and tons of stories. I mean, I, I, you know, and everybody, I get so many people, people I don't even know that have followed me on social media and stuff. Steve, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. Even Christie's told me you need to write a book. Yep. Dear, dear friends of mine that have turkey hunted with me for 20, 25, 30 years. You need to write a book. And I think I forgot. I mean, even though I document a lot of stuff, I've forgotten so much of that stuff. Yeah, but I tell you I what, though, I've, I've, I've hadn't documented everything, but I've got a lot of mine. I wish now. I had. And I can go back and start flipping through those pages. And, Steve, I know you can relate to this. And flip to a page, a turkey that you hadn't thought about in years and years, and you can relive that hunt. Absolutely. If you've got just a little bit of starter. You can relive that For hunt, sure. and so I know you got them all documented. Everyone. It wouldn't take you long to get 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 them all back and recall. Yeah, we Man, need we good. need to go to your place, Mitt, and make another one of those. Mitt. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I've got I've got a little. I'm not gonna now. let them off the hook, Brent. <laughs> I've uh, got a I've got a short little short legged hunting partner. To I, well, that's what I want. I yep. want to see I've Mitchell kill one. Yep. I want to see. Be, he's been so, so much fun. So yeah. you're talking about that that evolution of that turkey hunter, and so when you and. And I know there's been way a bunch of little boys that killed their first turkey yeah. with you, Steve. Yeah. You got to see That's that probably more than, than anybody. But, but getting to see that with Mitchell last year, 
that was that was a lot of fun. And so he's he's bit no doubt. Did he get about excited? It. I mean, just really. He, he really got excited. <laughs> yep. Was he, it, he, it, he, it, and turkey showed out, came in oh, full yeah. strut, and awesome. you know got to show out and was spinning around there. And he took his time and got got on him. So he got the, he got the full show. He got the full sickness. Is he starting to play with calls now? So oh yeah. Goes, no, oh really? No he, doubt. No running doubt a little box call in the house. Oh, you know, wearing Miss Carrie's sisters to death. No doubt about it. That's yeah. Amanda's favorite thing is, is, is when I start making oh, calls I and oh, I I'm get sure. there tooting on them and sanding yeah, on them. And, yeah. yeah. Because, look, some of them, so I, I, I make pot calls, but when I dabble a little bit in box calls, and the box calls are the hardest thing to tune for me right now, and I make some god-awful sounds with them. <laughs> and it's constant. And she just – You know, it, speaking of that, though, that, that well, I didn't – going back, reverting there, regressing, back to the bow hunting the turkeys, just what you just said, Brent, that – letting them get inside of that 40 yards mm-hmm. and up to bow range, there's a lot of sounds turkeys make oh, that people don't hear no blowing them down it. out there at 40 and 50 yards. No there are little subtle it. sounds mm-hmm. that you can – that even at 15, 14, yeah. 15, 18 yards, you can barely hear them. No doubt. And, and, and it's just it's, it's so awesome. And then they make some crazy sounds too that, that Brent, a lot of times – I mean, I've some of the – Worst hens I've ever heard. I could have sworn before I saw them. Yeah. Oh, here comes that knucklehead knee yeah. booter. Yep. Here comes that knee booter on yep. the worst box call. He doesn't know how to call. Next thing I know, yeah. here she comes. Yeah, there's so much nuance. You. You, you say that, and, and look, I could go another hour when you get yeah. on this. Yeah. The nuance, like turkey to turkey, and some of those calls, and and I picked up things from from properties I hunted 15 years ago. A certain hen that just the the turkeys responded to her and and right. i use I, I throw some of that sort of a whine into a yelp that she had that i tried to pick up and replicate yeah. and i just there's little things you pick up from yep. them little nuance that just and, and it, a lot of times it's the it difference makes me think too and then i didn't learn this till, till i was bow hunting you got turkey come in real tight right here to your left and you can't get around them you got no no you know choice but to sit there and listen right. And these turkeys are constantly making noise. Oh, yeah. Constantly, constantly communicating. A hundred percent. And, and yeah. where you may not could hear it at 20 yards. Absolutely. It, take, it takes getting them inside five yards. Yeah. And they are constantly yeah. communicating. They constantly. Um, and, and those are the types of things that you just, it, an experienced turkey hunter yeah. would only pick up yeah. on. In the middle and, of the day types. You know, everybody, a lot of these younger guys go out and they they cutting and calling it loud and stuff. You know, you don't really, other than early mornings. And then What's sometimes, the last time you heard a hen do that at 11 you, o'clock in the morning? Yeah, you know what that's, I mean? not, that's not, much. not you, much. That's the thing about if you really want to kill turkeys and, and, and get better at it, you learn, because I'm telling you, some of the worst turkey, it's all, we all love to hear Matt Van Zeiss and Dave Owen blow a mouth call, and it's unbelievable. Some of these young guys, this local uh, guy down from Knoxville County, Matt Persons, unbelievable. He can blow it, um, I, and I thought I used to be good on one. Uh, but these these guys are really, really good. We all love to hear that. But some of the best turkey hunters, turkey hunters and turkey efficient turkey killers that I've known throughout my 50 years have been some of the absolute worst right. callers. But where they, where they had patience, Patience, they had patience of Job, and they knew the property, back to what we talked about. They knew yep. the property and the turkeys and what turkeys did. And and using that knowledge and the patience and little subtle stuff, quiet stuff, they killed a lot. Yeah. Well, that has to Subtle be, and cadence. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. But that's got to draw out deductive reasoning. That's you got to draw the conclusion that turkey calling is not the most important factor. No, absolutely not. No, it's not. And look, so, I posted that clip on our social media from that turkey the other day that Chris was talking about. 
using that blowdown, forcing that turkey to overcome that. I love that. that. That sort of that that getting an obstacle between us that he has to get and getting in gun range of that obstacle. Right. Woodsmanship like that will over. You know, you can't overcome a lot of those things with great calling. I, the calling and the interaction with it is one of the things I love a lot sure. about it. So I, I won't downplay that. But yeah, woodsmanship would trumpet your every day. Absolutely, one hundred. But the I game to, I play is so tied sure. to that calling and that communication. That sure, and that's what we all love about it to interaction with that turkey. But I used to do back years ago. I used to do a lot of seminars. Um, I'd get called for every civic organization because they get tired of hearing other folks and everybody wanted to hear something about a turkey, you know, at the Kiwanis or the uh, <laughs> right. yeah. Rotary Club. Lions Club. Yeah, Lions Club. <laughs> I've, spoke, I've spoken to all those guys, and they, they are always great. They love having me, and, you know, and I tell, just t- kind of tell stories. But I always get that question, you know, what makes a good turkey hunter? What's the, what's the, you know, so I kind of narrowed that down for my, for my talks. I'll give you the three attributes. This, there's many more, but I've narrowed it down to the three most important, and in this order, Brent, to your to your point. Number one, patience. You give me a guy that's, that kills a that, lot of turkeys, patient, don't it? Patience kills a bunch of turkeys. Patience kills a bunch of turkeys. Woodsmanship would be number two. Patience is number one. I can teach you a little bit about woodsmanship, and I can teach you about turkeys. I can teach you to turkey call, but if you got patience, I can help that guy kill turkeys. Patience number that one. That guy's going to be good at everything. He's going to be good. It really, it truly <laughs> yeah. is. But number two would be woodsmanship. Just and, and, and incorporated in woodsmanship, I will say, not only like Chris, knowing, you know, and, and you and Brent, knowing what turkeys love to eat, but, but knowing what turkeys like to do, when they like to do it, in the middle of the day, where they like to go, all of How that. they're going to get How there. How they're going to get there, all of that. Uh, and that comes from a lot. But you can, if you know a little bit about all that, you can pretty figure a track out pretty quick. It doesn't take as long as it used to. And then third would be calling. Mm-hmm. The, the lastly would be mm-hmm. calling. And you're right. You can overcome some of the deficiencies with excellent calling. But I can tell you, I don't care if you've got Matt Van Sice and Dave Owen and uh, – Steve and, Brown. And, no. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Eddie Salter in your back pocket. If you're not where that turkey wants to go. Yeah. Uh, you're out of game. Yeah. Right? So, so with some turkeys, well, I'll say this: you you can't make a turkey do something he want to he doesn't want to do, and sometimes you can't stop him from doing what he wants to do. Also, that's right. You know what I mean, so that's sometimes right. you know, that sometimes they'll run down your gun barrel, mm-hmm. but but sometimes you can't you can't talk them off of a the spot they want to be in, and you're just not going to. Right. And and most of the time, the error is somebody does try to talk them out of there, and it's you know. He makes his living out there. You're on turkey time. That's what I learned. My my father told me that when I was a young boy. I was ready to, you know, I was bored like all kids. I mean, I loved it. Much I loved it. I was probably seven or eight, and I wanted to, I wanted to go back and find one of my buddies and go play ball. Let's go play wiffle ball or get mm. baseball. Go to the ball field and do something. You know, ride a bicycle. Hang out. Yeah, this and, is uh, kind of tailed off. That yeah, the excitement yeah, of this has yeah, kind of waned a little nine, bit. Yeah, nine thirty <laughs> in the morning. I said, I'm ready to go. He looked at me and he. Growl, never forget it. He he pulled his arm up. He had his watch on his left arm. He pulled his camouflage back, and he tapped that crystal. He tapped that crystal and said, you see that? And I said, yes, sir. Turkeys don't have a timepiece. He said, they got nowhere to go and all day to get there. Patience is what you need. Yep. Grasshopper. Turkey time. Grasshopper. <laughs> and look, and look I, <clears throat> as we land the plane, you know, if a turkey could go, if a turkey could operate nocturnally, and if he had a sense of smell, you'd never kill Y'all, him. you'd never see one, would yeah. you? It would be slap unfair. Well, I guess he'd be an elk then, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good point. 
Oh, well, well, look, fun. man, this been this is fun. This is, uh, this is I think it's been one of my favorite ones. Man, y'all can't y'all, no doubt y'all have no idea how much I appreciate it. It has been a absolute blast. Well, let's do me. it again. Yeah, let's we'll do it again. This. Yeah, I'd love to. Let's do it again. Yeah. Turkey, I, that's something I wanted to do a few in in turkey season. I lo- I love it. We lost Chris. I think he had somewhere yeah, to go. So but for he, the listeners he, out there. <laughs> If you think Chris has had a heart attack and died because it's been, it's been a few minutes, because he, he, he can't go two minutes without I, speaking now. You sure he didn't did, get tired of me talking? I'm I his microphone a little while ago. <laughs> no, well, I know one thing. I, I, all jokes aside, I've not hunted with – I know all three of y'all. I've talked enough, visited with you, you guys, and known uh, you and Chris for years mm-hmm. and just recently got to know Brent and just – oh, my gosh, I'm – Heck of a guy. My wife told me he was. And, I'm a big fan and, uh, of Brent, too. I'm a big fan of Brent. Luckily, he's a great guy. Does an awesome job of this podcast because I'm a fan of y'all's podcast now, and I'm really super <laughs> jacked up that I'm on it now. And I, I can tell all my buddies, hey, you need to go look. here. Listen, I was on the podcast. I've been on several, but uh, I, I just want to tell y'all how excited and I, I, I have been, and thank you so much for having me that, on. It has awesome, been a blast. Man. Thanks for coming. And I want to hunt. With, I want to share a tree with all each one of the three of you, which I've not done yet. Yeah. I was that's where I was going. We'll with make it. that happen. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, look. Speaking of that, it's, it's turkey season. We got stuff to do, and we're gonna we're gonna bail out of here. Appreciate you for joining us. Thank you, Steve, for coming in, and we'll see y'all next time. We gonna gobble them out. <laughs>